it's time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. One, two, one, two, one, one, two, two, one, two, one, two, one and a two. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. This is In The Conversation. The podcast. We are here, back again. Once again. In your ear canal. All in your ear hole. Making noise. Bird up. Talking shit. Like a motherfucker. Drinking alcohol. Not really. Loitering. <laughs> Tagging up on your motherfucking <laughs> eardrum. Uh, it we, went distracting. We, we. <laughs> we here though. I appreciate you ch- selecting, uh, you know, to sit down with us for a little bit. Bird up. <sighs> we in the building. Another, another week in the books. How was your weekend, young man? My week was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Nothing that I could actually point out. No? Nah, I just was doing a lot of paperwork, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of planning and transitioning and shit. So I don't have, I wasn't outside, yeah. I'll say that. Uh, okay. And that's that's uh, actually my goal this week is to get outside. Get out the house. Not just out the house, I've been out the house, but outside, like, you know what I'm saying, fucking around, like in the mix. In the mix? Yeah. You got anything planned yet, nope. or you just gonna poke your head into a few different yeah, things? Yeah, I just gotta, I don't even know what I gotta do. I just know I need to be outside in the mix. Yeah, you know it's, what I'm saying. It's funny to get in the mix if you if you feel like an outsider. Not that you're an outsider, but like if you haven't been in there in a while or out in the world a while, sometimes it ain't been that long. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, there you go. I was just saying. You know, <clears throat> I just need to get out. I've you been in stuck the mm-hmm. in front of the computer, stuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting some shit done. Hey. And it's time uh, to, you know, what I'm saying, shake some hands and talk some shit. Okay, that's what's up. I heard out. Yeah, I was outside a little bit. I, you know, I had a bunch of shows this weekend. So I did yeah, that. shows in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm always, I'm out there quite a bit. Eastville's been showing me love for a while. Uh, you can find out where I'm gonna be at DamianLemon.com. I put the shows up. I've been pretty diligent about posting them shows, trying to, you know, be consistent, keep the people who want to be supporters with the information that they need. So mm-hmm. I did that, that was a good time. But then, also, I hit the uh, the Feast of San Gennaro one week, cause that just kicked off this weekend. What's that? That's the uh, little little feast, little food festival in Italy that's been going little oh, Italy yeah, yeah, forever. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. yeah. I walked through there, I got jammed up last year. Uh-huh. I was headed to a shoot, mm-hmm. and it was in that area. Yeah. and. I had to, you know, maneuver, and I was kind of late, fucking around. Uh-huh. And, you know, them streets be jammed up back there. Yeah. So I'm dodging and shaking, you know what I'm saying, and trying to slide through. And um, I got through, but I was like, damn, I, I really want to kick it out here, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, I got shit to do. Nah, it's it's popping. It's still going. I think it's going on for at least a week. Um. Yeah, I ran through there during the day. I might want to do a little San Gennaro after dark situation too, just because it's a vibe. It's fun, you know. It's a lot of people out there. The food is is good. I, you know, the food is good. You know, I had uh, yeah, the food is good. I had a uh, went. You ever wake up with the intent to not to eat some bullshit, but you like, yo, I'm about to eat good today, so I might even not even do no breakfast. I'm just, you know, on some Thanksgiving type shit. You like, you know what? I'm starving myself because I'm destination eating. No doubt. So I went out there, got a sausage and peppers, just because I feel like that's the move. That's a very traditional move. That's one of my favorite situations at a like a you know that type of food festival, street festival shit. So I went, got the sausage and peppers, and then I found out about some spot where they were doing a um, they would you know they're doing like these fried Oreos. You know they've been doing that for years, but they fried like out these there? rainbow cookies. Just in every like most of the you know the fried Oreo thing been going on for probably like. I'd say 20 years at least now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anywhere where they doing some, you know, any type of food festival, there's some, at least one or two stands that got some fried Oreos. But they were doing these fried rainbow cookies. I'm not even a big what rainbow, rainbow cookie. cookie. You've seen the rainbow cookie. You've seen them plenty of times. Like the but you look, bite they're like crumbly like? They look crumbly. Because that's the thing uh, with like a lot of Italian pastry. The mm. shit almost look better than it tastes, in my opinion. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Italians, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> the shit's be type uh, 
dry a lot of times. Look, supposed to take it with coffee or some shit. That, okay, yeah, but they don't always tell you that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you a kid, when you introduced to it, you might not, you might not even have coffee as an option. And then you know, America just we just got this the sugar. Yeah, bug, you know what I'm saying. We fucked most, up. Most most other cookies they call biscuits in other places. Right. You know what I'm saying? They not as sweet. And then, right. You know what I'm saying? You eat an American cookie, that shit is sweet. <laughs> it's pumped up. <laughs> Mad sugar in that <laughs> shit. It's, that's true. That's hilarious. They are called biscuits. Biscuits. They manage your expectations crackers. from the door. Listen, man, these are biscuits, my guy. You know I know they, they got all of these colors on them and all of these sprinkles and all of this frosting, but trust me, that shit is drier than a motherfucker. So... The rainbow cookie, you've seen it before. I think it's the Italian flag. Yeah, I, I think I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, you see it. And it's typically, a, I don't want to say it was a dry cookie, but whatever. It's not one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. But I heard somebody raving about, yo, nah, you got to go to this one spot. They got the, the, the fried rainbow cookies. Them shits are crazy. So I went there, and it was fantastic. They, <clears throat> I don't know if they were dry beforehand or whatever, or the frying did something to it, but when they fried it up, that shit tastes like cake. Like oh. it was, it was soft as fuck. It was banging, so I did that, man. I did that mm -hmm. one, one night, and then uh, you need your, you need your food just, show, man. I know, man. I what should. Are you, what, are, what are you doing? I watch all the food shows. Yeah, I probably should. I, that's why I don't do it, cause I feel like I'd be infringing. But I guess I eat too. That's how I feel about a lot of this fringing. type of shit. Hey, man. They don't eat like you. They not gonna break it down <laughs> like you. you know they don't what eat man? terribly. Nobody would have said that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Nobody gonna just go to Memphis to, for, the, right. for the fried chicken. Nah, I had, yeah. Well, oh, I didn't go just for the fried chicken. I mean, Let's I know, I know people do, but uh, you yeah, know what I'm saying. You yeah. have a take, you right, know what right, I'm right, 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 right. That, that would be unique. Right, right. True, indeed. I should do you know that. What I'm so showrunners, you know, holla at your boy. Yeah. Taking some meetings too, actually. Um, I did that. What else did I do? I seen hustlers. This weekend, I want to see that. Yeah, I, I heard it. it was good because I didn't want to see it at first. Yeah, but I heard it was good. I yes. mean, I heard, I heard J Lo did her thing. J Lo, this is uh, this might be like J Lo's like coronation as a all the way official OG that she's been moving like for years and moving ass for years. But I felt like on screen, this might be the the look mm -hmm. that she kind of needed to put her in that not conversation as like actor thespian OG but just like she always kind of moved bossed up you know what I'm saying like J-Lo been rich a long time she been rich a long time besides just rich but it's like <laughs> it's how she moved because there's a lot of rich people that are you know they kind of she got like a chutzpah about her you know right. what I mean kind of she moved like a diva but she tried to keep the the veneer the hood Jenny from the block you yeah. know what I'm saying she tried to keep her hood sensibility on point right but she's definitely in the diva category right right and I think yeah and I think she don't downplay either right she she there but you're gonna treat her as such you know what I'm saying there's mm -hmm. that so there's that but um I you know like the movie was cool, man. The movie was fun. I'm starting to. I'm seeing people call it like a like a female Goodfellas. I think that's, that's a little. That's, that's that's a bit much. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I would love to see a female Goodfellas. This is what ain't it. This is fun. This right. is a heist. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker's getting over and shit like that. But uh, yeah, shit was cool, man. It, like she was bossed up throughout the whole shit from like when she first come in. You know, you know, obviously you know the story. You know what I mean? From mm -hmm. the New York. Well, it's a story about. I mean, what, but the robbing the robbing the dude. Man, I know that from the trailer. Whatever. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, um, so basically, the story is based on this New York Magazine article about uh, a group of strippers that kind of started uh, right around the time of the financial crisis. You know, strip club attendance was kind of at a low <laughs> you know what i mean because they have that same disposable income so everybody was feeling it right mm -hmm. and uh a lot of strippers was resorting to just you know doing some back room antics you know what i mean selling selling head and all of that type of shit but uh those that weren't looking to do that they were kind of damn near asked out you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so <clears throat> somehow they basically masterminded the situation where they would kind of oftentimes 
meet their their target outside the club. You know what I mean? Like on some old, just like a regular ass date. We at the bar, Bosley Skip. Oh yeah, my homegirls is gonna show up. Homegirls show up, they the party. Yeah, hey, oh your homegirls are bad. Da, 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 da. Let's do some shots. We're gonna hit you with the you ain't even know it and you shot. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh now you the the you ain't even know it is a mix of ketamine and MDMA. So I guess the MDMA turn you up, the ketamine kind of erase your memory, right? <laughs> And like you're you're on some weekend and Bernie's type shit, depending on the the cocktail of it. So there's right. there's a I don't want to fuck the whole shit up. There's one little cool scene where you kind of they just basically dragging this motherfucker <laughs> in there, like you know what I mean? They bringing them in there and they bring you to the back room, and they you know they party with you. You fall out, they charge out your card and they split that shit, and they just going through cash, just killing them. They making. You know, maybe five, ten thousand dollars a clip between maybe four or whatever. But uh so that was the story of that. They obviously they were taken down or whatever. So it was based on a real story. So the movie's told through the Constance Wu character. Constance Wu's from Fresh Off the Boat. She's from Crazy Rich Asians. She's kind of the lead in the story. She's like a new stripper, new to the game, you know what I mean? She's trying to kind of find her way. And um uh, J-Lo, she plays the stripper named Ramona, and uh, <laughs> which is not a stripper name. That is a good old Puerto Rican name. Is it? <laughs> I mean, this is like a good Hispanic name for somebody around the way. Oh, that's Ramona. You got to go see Ramona. <laughs> I don't know if I know any, any I don't chicks. know. Hey, listen. Go guy, ahead. Continue. You know, it shout out. Is, yeah, but you know, Ramona's a name. Yeah. <laughs> so she played a stripper named Ramona. She, when they bring her out, she's she's the dundada in the club. She gets crazy with it, you know what I mean? Does a whole little show, whatever, mm. whatever. You know, obviously J-Lo 50 and she killing them. So there's that part of, damn, she's killing them. She don't get all the way naked. Nobody that is, you know, top built go all the way out. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because it's New York. Nah, it's not because it's, <laughs> it's J-Lo and Constance Wu. And they like, nah, we ain't doing all they of that. They couldn't have this movie in Miami. Yo, that, but you know what? That, that kind of, well, I'm going to get into that because I want to have that conversation. But uh, so J-Lo comes out, smashes it, mad money thrown. You know, they, they, they do the whole thing. And how they bring her in, she's chilling on, a, chilling on the rooftop after she just bodied it, right? She's chilling on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Sitting in a mink coat outside on the roof, smoking a cigarette, diamonds up. You know what I mean? Just really looking like boss, right? And then Constance Wu come up, you know, trying to get some game. And she's like, yo, where your coat at? She's like, I don't have a coat. J-Lo like, yo, come sit under my mink. (laughs) (laughs) So that sets the tone for how you supposed to, uh, you view J-Lo. This is how she's moving through. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought it was a kind of a cool parallel to... You know, she's an inspiration to a lot of women that I know. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so it's like, well, she's been in this game at least 25 years now, maybe something like that, 20-something. I don't know when Money Train came out. Matt, let me know when Money Train came out. She's been in the game for a while. It's inspired quite a few people. So you could kind of see some of the women she may have arguably inspired them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cardi B, you know what I mean? Makes a cameo in there. I, oh, she just did a cameo. Well, she, yeah, she pops up. She got a couple, couple scenes. Kiki Palmer, couple scenes. She's in the movie Lizzo. You know what I mean? Which was kind of cool because Lizzo, I think, just had the number one song in the country maybe a week or two ago. Might still be. I'm not sure, but like, mm-hmm. she's boiling hot. You know what I mean? Cardi been on, like it. Just felt like. This shit hit, like, yeah, it all came together. The plan was nice. You know, Constance Wu coming off of Crazy Rich Asians. You know what I mean? Like, it was, uh, it felt very Ocean's Eleven type of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, overall, the movie was fun. You know what I'm saying? You kinda, had fun. It was chill. It was a cool movie. Shout out to uh, my man, uh, my man Dove David, Dove, comedian. He's in there. John Glazer's in there. My man Big J Okerson. This was kind of dope. You know, it's a strip club movie, right? So, when they... Uh, at the end, when it leaves, you know, they got, uh, they rolling the credits, and they got my man Big J Okerson, who's a comedian, a very funny dude. He's doing, like, the uh, 
strip club MC shit. All right, y'all. So you got it. And I thought that was a kind of cool little thing. That's made an it, important role. Yeah, that shit. But it kind of made it a little bit more ill. Like it was a it was a different like afterthought. Like all right, that was kind of fly. You got to be sipping, tipping, or dipping. What's the uh? What's the date? Ninety three. Ninety five. Ninety five. All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety five. Yeah, twenty. Damn it, twenty five years. Uh, yeah, but overall the shit was cool. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's the base opinion of it could have been a little bit more graphic because this is a movie about stripping, but you know, obviously this is a popcorn movie. And that's the, con- that's the, the conversation. I was talking to my man, uh, I see my man, shout out to my man, Wes Manchild. He had tweeted some shit like, I never thought I'd see the day when I'd be tired of <laughs> girls twerking yeah did you see that <laughs> yeah, shit yeah i saw that shit <laughs> twerking or whatever and you uh, posted that 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 it was like a exercise class right. of a bunch of white women twerking right in one right room. right yeah i don't yeah I, I, that might have came i think the tweet came even before that or maybe around the same but that has come out too like all of these no he that was attached to his tweet oh yeah? yeah okay yeah when I saw it. Okay. So, yeah. So, it was. then we got into this whole thing of, uh, you know, like strip club culture. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, like if they had shot that shit in Miami, you'd have had to see, you know, you'd have had to see some yeah. pink or whatever. Well, no, you had, ain't, nah, I ain't saying I mean, pink. You ain't had to go that but far. Obvious, but no, obviously you ain't going to go that far because that's explicit. It's, but it's, it's definitely like, like a lot of clubs in the north are like titty bars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's true. Where you don't, where they don't take off bottles. That's not all. I don't even know because I ain't even been to none in New York ever. But that's just what they say. Um, Since the Giuliani era, I want to say that's when right. it started. So, but in Miami, it's you know it's strip all the way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Atlanta, same thing. Atlanta, same thing. So, you know, if you shot a stripper movie there, you know what I mean. You would have to kind of follow along those lines. Right. Well, you would think so because you're a bit, I mean, and not saying you in particular, but if you're being a purist about it, right? Right, right, right. Because that's the thing about it. Strip club is, is it's creep culture on a certain level. I mean, maybe that's yeah. uh, pejorative or whatever, but there's, there's certain shit that go on in the strip club that is designated to go on in the strip club, right? right. So when you reflect that, you know what I mean? If you being true to form there would be it would be a little bit more gritty you know what i'm saying well and then you know what i'm saying i guess for them to pull off these types of heist and all that shit it would probably be more fitting to be at a, like a gentleman's club you know what i'm saying yeah so where you got suits as opposed okay. to like the clubs that yeah, i've frequented as a youth you know what i'm saying it's just street niggas you know what i'm saying and right. regular you know what i mean cats come from work but you know what I'm saying? It ain't no no corporate suits coming in there hanging out. Not at the ones that was popping that we went to, that right. the famous ones. Right. So maybe you could get it off at some, you know, South Beach type of, you know what I mean, situation. Yeah, I guess. I got I mean, look, I've been in a lot of different strip clubs. I've been in the corporate ones, I've been in hood ones. They get naked in strip clubs. Niggas could have a full-on three-piece suit on and there's nudity going on, right? So, but, you know, it is what it is. I understand these are uh, marquee names. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's no real true reason to do that. But that was part of the conversation was how strip club culture has gone well beyond the strip club, but it's been kind of incorporated into everyday society right. where it's it, like it has been yeah so there's you know there's pole dancing classes and there's right. this and the, you know what i mean there's twerk classes and da 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 and uh it kind of it's the war it's watered down well you know what i'm saying it's it's another thing about okay you had to tell this story about these women and they probably was like, well, it ain't as much about the strip club and its culture as it is about these women trying to get by and get over. Understood. I, I can dig it if you want you know to do saying? that. But it's like saying you telling a story about, 
drug dealers who got over and then you'll see nobody sell no, but when, see no when, crack vials. When the, when the drug dealers get over, you rarely see the, the action. You, you know see the drugs. Not really. Like a lot of, like a lot of times, Listen, I'm not trying to be no uh, contrary. uh, Contrarian. I'm just saying, like a lot of drug dealers I knew growing up in Miami. Uh You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, the action took place on the road, and then niggas come home, and then you never see them sell drugs. It's like you know, niggas got cars and money, and they doing shit. But you talk about from your lens. From my lens. But you seeing when they come back from selling drugs, right? Right. So if 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 you were at the place where they were selling drugs, you would see see them selling drugs. That's my point. That's my point. But Again, in this particular story, and especially in this particular environment. And I'm not making it specific all the way, like it don't have to be an indictment against Hustlers. I think Hustlers is a fun movie. I understand the choice that they made, mm-hmm. but my point was, uh, it felt a bit like a TV movie or a popcorn movie. Well, you know, it's like, it's a feel, right. it's kind of, a, lo- a little bit of a feel-good story right. that has a backdrop in the sex industry. I, so that's I, the weird part about right. it. Right, I imagine it being the new version, new millennial version of of um, nine to five, or or um, uh, what's that other movie with the with the women who stole the money from the money ball in the mall? Well, it was like where the women. <clears throat> It was like they got divorced in this like suburbia, it's the eighties. And um I think it's like uh damn. It's nine to five and then it's another one. Uh high cost of living. Okay, I never the seen high that. cost of living. And um so they get in the bind, they stuck, they got these big suburban houses and shit and their husbands are not there no more. They trying to make it happen. And so they robbed the money ball from the um in the mall. So the mall had this money ball where you could reach in mm-hmm. and grab as much as you can. Right. And then, you know what I'm saying? So they went in with like with a vacuum cleaner and sucked all the money out of the shit while the shit was going on. And that was their little heist. Mm-hmm. Um but it was more about commentary on women asserting themselves in the in the workplace, in the world where where the culture was going, where where men were kind of leaving women stranded, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I imagine, I haven't seen Hustlers, but I imagine, you know, you want to look at it from the lens of okay, these women trying to make shit happen, as opposed to, you know, what I'm saying the man's point of view of shit. This strip club need more motherfucking ass and titties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I I, I see your point. I because I, I said that I see the point, but I think. When you talk about nine to five, you talk about how it costs a living. They don't, they're not set in a strip club, right? So my, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I dig it, because I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I'm on the mansion of the strip club need more ass, but I'm just saying it's a strip <laughs> club, and that's the thing about this type of shit. And I'm cool, I'm cool, because you want to be progressive and all of that shit, right? <laughs> but then there's a part of it where it's like, that ain't what it really is. You know what I'm saying? And then no, don't sell me that. Like I dig it. We want to give it. We want to make it a little fuzzier yeah. than what it is. And I and I and I appreciate that because I understand what you try to do. It's a popcorn movie, right? But I'm just like, ah. well, when you get into real strip club culture, then you have to take away all the things that are PC in this yeah. in this world today. Everything that right. that that we are trying to grow away from in the strip club. That shit is the culture. That yeah. Is, Fair game, Fucked you know what I'm saying? You, just, you know, it's it's yeah, it's a vile place at times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit ain't sweet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers is going there doing shit and talking shit and requesting shit. Right. That regular people don't want to see on the screen right. or hear about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They just want to see the part where you know some nice hills, you know, make a lot of money, shake some ass, and get out of there, pay for school. When in real life, that shit is a lot more yes. grimier. And, you know what I'm saying? It's an underworld. It's, it's a, it, it is the underworld. And then a lot of things, a lot of times, like when Cardi B told that story about, you know, drugging the cat and robbing them and all that, what I say about, you know, people like to glamorize street life, but when you really get into street life, it's fucked up. It's street life. You know what I'm saying? That's my point. And, and that shit ain't no, 
no PC places. Motherfuckers are getting robbed and fucking killed and drugged. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Everybody looking for the one up on you. Right. And in that world, that's what it's all about. Who gonna get the up? Right. And 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 I and when you go to work and you live in a regular PC world, you just want to be entertained. You want to pretend that type of shit don't exist. Yeah. So that that was what I thought was like maybe more of a like it could have been push the envelope just a little bit more, especially right. when you see TV push the envelope, right? Like this is an opportunity, and not to say that they, they did what they needed to do, the decision was the decision. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm, you know, I'm just like, when you're saying shit like Goodfellas or something like oh, that, nah. <laughs> like there's some gritty shit that'll happen, you like, oh, oh right. shit, right, the stakes, this is for real, you right. know what I'm saying, this ain't, this is not like a a buddy film, right. you know what I'm saying? Whereas it kind of was a little bit of a buddy film. It was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. This is, you know, shit. There might might be somebody inspired to be like, you know what? I might want to be a stripper. It looked fun. Right. It, and that's the shit that, that you gotta. <laughs> no, no, that ain't <laughs> that ain't how it go, that, baby. That shit don't look like that in real <laughs> life. But anyway. Uh, overall, man, yeah, it was cool. Uh, They've been saying that, you know, there's a lot of like Oscar buzz around right, J Lo. Around J Lo. So you know. So they mission salute. accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, whoever the director was, they took it in the direction yeah. where they wanted to take it. I forget her name. She uh, also she directed the Meddler. I forget her name, but I was listening to a podcast with her speaking about it. Um, mm. But Lorraine Scafaria. Yes. That's her. She from Montclair. Okay, Jersey. Yeah, she's, she's Jersey. from Jersey. She Not said from that. Montclair, but she from Jersey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Shout out. This it hit big. It was a it was a good one. There was another point that I was going. Oh, but it, it's it's kind of cool because she definitely come across like J Lo the Don, mm-hmm. and it's a good setup because I think the next thing she about to do, I think she's playing Griselda. Griselda Blanco. So, so that'll be a so, nice, yeah, it's a good transition. Nice little move over. I would, you know, Get I a like that. Oscar buzz and then go and really kill it on yeah. some real gritty shit. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I hope that's you, gritty. Don't no, let that. You can't, you can't do Griselda Blanco PC. Don't do that. But no. Don't say you can't. Cause somebody nah, do it. Was drugs. Nora she was, Ephron they was killing niggas in the street in her era. About that. Rest in peace, Nora Ephron. I think Nora Ephron might be dead. Uh, Matt, let me know if Nora Ephron's dead. If so, rest in peace. My bad. I need what? a different uh, reference. Saying? I was trying to think of like a rom com. Somebody know? Yeah, she go. <laughs> he gave uh-huh. me the real somber. Yeah, that's uh, that was inappropriate. Griselda uh, Blanco was responsible from anywhere from forty to three hundred murders. Mm. So, we got to get a few in two hours. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was called the Black Widow. Yeah. You know, she committed her first murder at age 11. Damn, she's gifted. So, uh, and shit, she was murdered her damn oh, self. So live by the this, gun, this, die by this the can't gun. be no motherfucking after school special. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's hope not. That's, the, that's this supposed to be the female Scarface. Right. Right. Really? Right, 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 right. Really and truly. Actually, you know what? Back to that, um, not to the Scarface thing, but uh, back to that analogy or comparison. At one point, you know, the goal, they were trying to get Scorsese to direct the film. Which one? Uh, Hustlers. And he passed on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura, Lauren or Laura? Laura. She wrote the script. Mm-hmm. And when she was writing it, she always she said she wanted to write the script. She wrote the script. She was like, you know, I put myself out there to be like, you know, I would love to shit. I'm, you know, I'm killing it as a script. I would love to fucking bring this shit to life visually, but it's the process. How it was was it was she was hired just for the script, and you know they're still looking for the director. She kind of put it out there, you know, not in a yeah. She put it out there uh, to uh, Adam McKay, who's one of the producers, and he was like, "Yo," he even kept it. He said, "Yo, I hope I hope Scorsese passes." If so, you know, you could do the joint and there it right. goes. I so mean, it worked and, out. And really, <clears throat> it's a really good truly, look. It's a good look for Women's it to be empower. directed yeah. by a, fe- a of woman. Course. You of course. You know what I'm saying? Because then you get the real sensibility of 
what they going through. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you direct this shit, you gonna you know we gonna do a lot of other shit too. You know yeah, it's gonna that it's, might that might be counter. You know what I'm saying? Counter to what we trying to accomplish. It'll but be a different you, agenda. You, you're trying to keep it real. Right. It's a different agenda. It's all you know. Everybody got their own point of view, and obviously. Things like gender will inform, or just you know, your humanity will inform yeah, your point of view. Especially when it comes to strippers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so there that go. I'm gonna go check it out. You check it out. I want to know what you think about it. It's all about, man. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. What else is cracking? Nah, man. <laughs> Crazy shit out here. As soon as we got off the motherfucking podcast last week, talking about Antonio Brown. <laughs> All right, you kind of <laughs> Mahamadamus. What is it, uh, Mahamadamus? Mahamstradamus. Mahamstradamus. You kind of said, "Yo, these motherfuckers is gonna get grimy and they gonna get diabolical. They gonna get ruthless." As soon as we got off, he got hit with the with the uh, two piece now. Well, I mean, it's relative. Since we've been See, off the mic, this, this what I this what I learned about. During this week, about looking at how this was being reported, mm-hmm. everything's being um, blown up like like bigger than what it, it is. So mm-hmm. it's like you know what I'm saying. Like he is being accused of two acts of sexual inappropriateness or whatever, right. and then one act of rape. Okay. Right? And then so three uh, different women. Or? No, no, one woman. One woman. This is a. It's two women all together. But right. I'm talking. And one woman, he has two counts. Two Let's counts see. of uh, sexual, uh, you know, inappropriate behavior. Uh-huh. You okay. know what I'm saying? And then one count of rape. Okay. And then with the other woman, he has a count of sexual inappropriateness, whatever. Which she not. She didn't even. She's not even pursuing it. Okay. She she just. Whoever did the article interviewed about 25 people that worked with him and had some type of issue with him. Uh, okay. So, what was the article at, you know? Sports Illustrated. Oh, damn. I didn't even see that shit. So, so in, in the first situation with, with the woman who was suing him for rape, he, the first thing was he, she said he exposed himself and tried to kiss her, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, against her will. And then, you know, their relationship went on and on and on. And then, uh, I forget what the second one was. She tried to kiss her. Oh, then then she said he, he bust on her back while she was watching church in his bed. Yay! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she said she say he, uh, he masturbated, masturbated and bust on her back. Ooh. And, and then... Uh, Ooh. And then, Damn, and then on the third case, we about a year later, he forced her to have sex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those are the 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 things was what's being said about him on that case. And then on the 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 new one in this new article, it's a bunch of people he owe money to that that's in the article. You know what I'm saying? An assistant that put money on his credit card that he owed. You know, the videographer he owes some money to a doctor. That he owed some money to, that he fought it while he was being examined, and then they kept saying he fought it in the man's face. But then TMZ had put out a video last last year, whenever it happened. He the video was up on TMZ. He fought it while he was being examined. Yeah, he was. They was checking his body fat, uh-huh. and then he he fought it, and he was like, "My bad, dog, my bad." And then and then uh, <laughs> this dude keep going, and you know what I'm saying. Then he fought again. He was like, "Man, I've been eating a lot of fiber, man, my bad." <laughs> so man. so you know what I'm saying. And then on the video that is circulating, they cut the part off where he say, "I've been eating a lot of fiber," like you know what I'm saying, where it gets a little lighter. Right. So they they, they cut it right to when he just do it, and then it's like, you just gonna fart while I'm doing this shit." <laughs> but okay, so those, and then a bunch of people who he owe money to. So the most serious thing is the rape case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which which is which is the one that you know. Everybody's up in arms, but the way the shit is just being reported is is just funny. How, like, they'll be like, "Well, he got he's been accused of three rapes." You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's not. like, damn, that's not true. You know what I'm saying? No, right. You know what okay. I'm saying? So it's like every every time you see a different article, it's like, right, kind of 
high, like they uh, the momentum exaggerating it to where it's like sounds the word way worse as it can sound. Right, you know what I'm saying? And you know the nigga, you know what I'm saying? Then they then in the article it say you know the police been to his house 18 times over the past whatever whatever. That's but about 15 times he called. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like most of them he called the police. That's still a lot of police at your house. But but it's like whenever the fire alarm go off, they come. You know what I'm saying? So the, like the fire alarm went off about four five times. Then you know what I'm saying? Because they were like they came to the house cause a burnt steak. Okay. It's like a couple of times the, the the girlfriend was cooking and shit and the fire shit went Cops off. Cops is showing up because of a burnt steak. When you live in a rich neighborhood, they don't want your shit to burn down, nigga. They showing up like, what's happening? I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Too much. Antsy cops. They sound like they ain't got shit to do. Nah, nah. I mean, it's, it's part hey, of it's probably part of his security package of what he ever the fuck he got. Like, right, but hit me, call me. Yo, what's going on? You burn the snake again? Nah, you don't got a full uniform with it. So anyway, it's he, eighteen. But you said fifteen times. I don't know how many. I don't know a, the actual count. Okay. I just know when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, he called. Mm-hmm. On him. he called. He called. He called. All right. You know what I'm saying? So. It's just funny how the shit is being reported. Right. Like, it's all said and done, and you know what I'm saying? It's a character assassination. I mean, I, I don't well, know. I mean, if he it, did it, he, you know, if he, he did, did it, it, he did it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you, you kind of feel as though. I just, I'm just feel, watching. It's interesting how it's played out, just like with Cap. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting how when you read the articles, it mm. goes from him kneeling about, you know, Police brutality and you know what I'm saying shit in the, the streets troops. to just you know he riding against the troops and he right. motherfucking you know what I'm saying he he he's doing this and he's doing that so it's all funny like especially when sports get involved you know people get real kind of crazy you know what I'm saying yeah because if it's especially if you root for the other team and shit like that you, you feel betrayed so you want to see the worst for that you see the worst then you you know what I'm saying you got you got all of it's it's real crazy like. Yeah. Like I, I like I'm not a sports fan like that, you know what I'm saying? And I haven't been watching football like like I mm-hmm. said last week. I haven't even been following him like that. I don't even I didn't know. Yeah, cuz I'm about curious him. has he even played yet? Yeah, he played last week. He played this week. Did he get busy? He got busy. Oh, well, that's going to him, yeah. him and Brady look good. You know, I only watched it cuz Oh, <laughs> I heard that. I saw somebody tweet about that. And that kind of fucked me up cuz on my on my TV it said New England Patriots versus the Dolphins. Right. But it was the Giants game. It was the Giants and the Bills. But the shit clearly said yeah, New England. Good. And I'm seeing right. niggas talking. And I'm, obviously, I'm New York, so I right. should be happy to be seeing this New right. York versus New York ass game. Right. But I'm seeing on Twitter that he was destroying like early on yeah, in the wasn't. shit. They just targeted him back to back to back. He got yards. He got busy. He caught a nice touchdown. All that shit. He did what he what they say he's supposed to do. You know what I see. Saying? Odell got busy too. Odell we'll talk got about busy. That Odell got busy. Yeah. So he got busy doing all the kind of shit he do. You know what I'm saying? And you know this shit's just up in the air, looming on his ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and see, here go the thing. Like when we talk about strip clubs and shit like that. Right. Like it's like say if you took a strip club life and really put it under the scope. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, oh my God, this is a vile place. Mm-hmm. This is this shouldn't even exist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like when you take wild cats like that, right, and put them under the scope, right. It'd be like, yeah, well, goddamn. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Was just young uh, a cat you done plucked out the hood and gave millions of dollars to? Yeah. He out here running fucking wild. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I could only imagine. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, the shit you get into when when you fucking around like that, when you live in life like that. You know what I mean? Especially when you got so much that you can, it's available to you. So much available to you. So you many you, you don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You out here. I'm yeah. out here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you doing shit. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? If you gonna walk out down the girl butt ass naked, that's so why she painting a mirror in your crib. You know what I'm saying? You ain't thinking nothing of it, cause Wilding. you, cause you, cause you take a nigga like that. You and you play football all your life. You've been walking around butt ass naked around niggas your whole fucking life in locker rooms. Yeah, you don't, you don't fucking. But you know, I know. You know, I know. Niggas, know. cause I know. You know, I know. Butt ass naked or not? 
I know. I <laughs> definitely you know. know. I'm a regular room. motherfucker. I know. No, I'm not walking butt know. ass naked nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and especially in the locker room, I'm not walking butt ass naked. No, nowhere. but I'm saying like but, I gotta be in the listen, locker room. Listen, listen, a, listen, okay. listen, listen. I'm not trying to say that he didn't motherfucker. I know he motherfucking know. Wow. Everybody know. But when you a wild, unchecked, entitled, you know what I'm saying, rich. Yeah, you're, you're, in, you're in your the own line. house, you crossing the line. A lot. And, and, and a lot of times you crossing the line as a methodology of, all right, this is how I'm going to let you know I'm trying to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that shit ain't going to work for you. That shit ain't going to work for me. It might work for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Obviously. It might have worked for him. In it, might has worked, it might have worked for him. Plenty of times. So he come out butt naked holding, you know, covering himself with the right with the, with the towel. And not to say that that's the right thing to do. I just want to say this. Because this What's is the, the right thing, thing to do. Just to just appear butt ass naked. I'm not well, casting. We obviously a, know it ain't the right thing to no, do. No, but obviously not, because if this cat's still doing it, then it might not be but this is my point. This is my uh -huh. this is my point I want to make. Most and I can speak for uh, dudes. Mm-hmm. A dude to do some shit, and if it worked, there's a great chance that he gonna do that shit again because it worked. Mm -hmm. It's like hunting, it's like fishing, it's like whatever, right? Until, un, especially if it is, if it's engagement. If it if it wasn't like, yo, that's the wrong thing to do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? If it worked, he might see it as this is still part of the arsenal. I'm gonna go to the, it's part of the playbook. I'm gonna go to the old appear butt ass naked. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna walk out butt ass naked. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, you probably shouldn't walk out butt ass naked. You know what I mean? It's probably not gonna fare well for a lot of motherfuckers. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if you got millions of dollars, you might feel like, you know what I'm saying? It's you my can, house. It's my house. Uh, shit, I, got I commissioned you to paint. I'm just walking through my house. Right. I'm covered yeah. oh, with, okay. with the leaf of, of, of oh, you Adam. Were, oh, you was covered. <laughs> no, he covered his, his situation with, with the uh with the little towel. She said he covered his, his genitals. Oh well that's you know not butt ass well, naked. Well he butt ass naked, but covering his genitals. It's still inappropriate. But okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but I but the way she he played, played it, but I'm just saying, the, she's not pursuing any charge. Right. But in the way that she played it, it sounds like real life. You know what I'm saying? Right. She was like, I knew he was flirting, da da da, -da the whole time. Right. And he popped up butt ass naked holding the towel over his balls and shit. Okay. And I just uh, kept well, working. I, I ain't pay that motherfucker wow. no attention. And kept it moving. There you know what I'm saying? But then she was saying that <clears throat> after that, he called her back to finish the piece. You know what I'm saying? Right. He said he went to Miami and then, you know what I'm saying, got ghosts on the right. whole project. Right. You know what I'm saying? I guess we supposed to assume that, you know, because she ain't fucked. Right. He didn't finish the project. Right. That's the way the article was written. That's he how we show her his That's show. how we were supposed to, that's what we supposed to think. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? But we don't know. You know what I'm saying? It could, yeah, who knows what know. it was. But, uh, yeah, so, but, you know, once, you know, that's the thing. It, it especially, like, the thing is, like, you know, sometimes shit be misguided. Shit be I misguided. Mean, obviously misguided. Obviously, right? But then, and, like, again, like, if you are somebody that is not even just entitled, but, like, uh, what's the word? Uh, your shit is typically met. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, your, your behavior leads to... Uh, engagement is satisfied, whatever. If this is how it typically work for you, you know what I mean? Maybe this might be what's been working. Maybe this might be what's working. And you might not realize that shit is problematic until now the consequences come. Now this shit is in the suit. Now in the replay, it looks crazy when yeah, people and are saying to say it. that if he did this shit. If he did it, I'm just right. saying. Like, if he did it, like, you just realized when you hear it in the, in the court document or you hear it in the transcript, you're like, damn, maybe... But coming out butt ass nigga might not be the 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 and the move. And that's the thing. That's another unprompted. That's another thing I learned with the court documents, right? Because we reading it with no context. Yeah. We read only context we have is the the way that the story is written. Right. And so they dropped the documents right with the emails. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which 
which people are saying he admitted to sexually assaulting her by saying he bust on her back. Uh. But then, <clears throat> as I'm going through it, I saw one take. I didn't see nobody else had his take. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> and it was saying that he wasn't saying that he did it. He was saying that it's that's so crazy that you saying that I did that. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? He uh, basically like I bust on your back. Like you're supposed to have a question mark. Right, right, right. Oh, he was saying it rhetorical. Like yeah, I, I bust on your. They back. They quoted him wrong. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's just how he wrote it. It didn't have. It had an exclamation point. Oh, it was on Twitter or some shit. Or you know, they they released or text. It. They released it like an email, I guess. Okay. And it's like I I I bust on your back. With no I, question mark? He ain't put no question mark? No, it was just like an exclamation point. I slept with you, but then he went on to say, you slept downstairs on my on the couch. Right. Da, 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 da. But everybody focused on the fact that it said, quote, I, bust unquote, on your, yeah. I bust on your back. Yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Ejaculated. I ejaculated on your back. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting how, and no way or the other, it's just weird like how, we could, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I read it the first time, I, I automatically assumed, damn, you, he's saying that he bust on her back. How'd you find out that that was a misquote? Like, where'd not, you have to go to do that? that? It, it's not saying that it's, it's not a misquote, misquote but, but like, how'd you find out he delivered it differently? Where, where'd you have to get that information? I was just scrolling through Twitter and somebody had that take. Like, he didn't say that he did it. He didn't admit to it. He said that he's like, basically, like, it's a rhetorical question. Uh -huh. Like, you know what I mean? I bust on your back. And then I'm like, oh, if you read it that way, then it's a different mm. kind of just a different connotation. So in all this shit, like whenever there's like social injustice, whenever there's these types of cases that's all in the press, right? Yeah. Like even with and this this why with Trayvon, right? When shit happened and you're reading all this stuff about what went on. And I was way more invested. That's the last case I was really invested in. And you're reading all this stuff. And it's like, it comes to a point where, fuck all this this talk. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear shit but the facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Who Like when the lawyers for the family start talking and this, that, and the third. Nobody, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear no lawyers. I want to hear what's the facts. You know what I'm saying? And in this particular case, like all this other shit, I want to focus on the crimes, you know what I'm saying? I want to focus on what they saying about the rape shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What they saying about the shit that he did. Like all that shit about he owed people money, fought in the doctor's face, that, is, that ain't really something that affects the case to me, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's all, I'm like, you know, what, what did the NFL find Mm -hmm. when they interviewed the girl. Not that we'll ever know, but I'm right. just saying that's the important shit. You feel like some of this is manipulated. Yeah, a lot of this shit to make is, you feel a, a lot way. of this, a lot of this shit is driven to point you in a certain direction. Right. And I think everybody get caught up in that. And right. everybody choose a side right away and say, this or nah, that's some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh hell nah, you know, gotta believe or you know what I'm saying, oh she's a money grab. Right. It's believe or money grab. And and, and how it really plays out is there's some area in between where there's the truth. Yeah. And that's where you want us, that's where you want to focus. You know, nuance ain't sexy in the media. Nah, it's fucked up, but that, you know, that's the truth. It's like, you know, most people don't even read past the headline. So, you exactly. know. Exactly. And, and to your point, it could be orchestrated a lot of this. The timing of it feels very convenient not to, uh, uh, undermine any of the accusations because if they're just they're just but it just definitely feels like wow you know you just liked two tweets about uh roethlisberger and his rape allegations and then <laughs> voila <laughs> look at your timeline <laughs> look at me now karma working fast then the motherfucker yeah man you know what we'll see it, what happens it's just weird because you know they say they've been working through the they was trying to get a settlement done or whatever like from April, and then um, the deadline was like the day before day before they actually went on ahead with the suit. Yeah, like and then when I'm looking at the dates and shit, the emails that he sent her with the you know what I'm saying I bust on your back. Right, was from June, so he probably so in my own speculation, uh -huh. 
is that, oh, he probably read the transcript of what the accusations was and mm-hmm. was replying to that. Because right. we don't see what he's replying to. Right. We just see his side. This is on Twitter, he this, said that? No, nah, this is on, uh, on an email that's released with the court documents. So we don't see uh, okay. what he's replying to or what, you know what I'm saying, the other side of the conversation was. Right. We just see him saying, I bust on your back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And all this other shit just disparaging her and shit. Right. Which don't look good, you know what I'm saying, as far as who he is and how he, you know what I'm saying, how he's talking. He's talking reckless. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your mama ain't shit. You, you a hoe. You know uh, what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Y'all trying to get this money, but you got the wrong one this time. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? You thought it was going to be a come up. But it's <laughs> not, you dumb motherfucker. You know what I mean? So that shit don't look good and right. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, it looks like, too defensive. You know what I'm saying? Like if you cussing somebody out and nobody ever hears it or sees it, yeah. it's different. But that shit don't look good on no motherfucking email. Nah, <laughs> nah, you gotta be ready for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, oh, shit. But yeah, that's, that shit got consequences. Speaking of consequences, did you see this story about um, Shane Gillis? He's a yeah. comedian. Yeah, I had to, um, you know, go back and see what was what. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying on the videos and shit. Yeah. So he he was he was out there. He was wilding out. <laughs> <laughs> he was wilding out. Uh, Shane Gillis, for those that don't know, I'm sure you probably well, maybe not. Um, Shane Gillis is a comedian uh, out here in New York. I'm probably met him before. I don't I know of him. I'm, I don't know if we know each other like that. But he's a comedian. He uh, him and two other comedians just were selected to be castmates on the new season of SNL. Bowen Yang, and there's this uh, one woman that does a bunch of different impressions. Uh, she got picked up, I forget her name, we'll find out in a second, mm-hmm. and Shane Gillis. So, <clears throat> as it is in recent times, I typically, especially as it relates to comedians in particular, uh, when it's a high, like a highly sought after opportunity or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I see like the deadline announcement come out. It almost feels like there's a countdown to where we gonna find out if your ass deserved this job or not. If you did some dumb shit in your past. Cause now it's the deadline is on. Once the deadline hit, the deadline is on. Somebody's gonna scour your shit and they're gonna see what's what. They're gonna pull things but up. Like, why wouldn't they do that shit before they announced the motherfucker? That was, I feel like that was my point. And they, when when they finally, when SNL finally let them go, they spoke to that in the in the uh, press release. They were like, you know, we should have vetted better. Which kind of, you know, like they apologized for it, but it's kind of like, yeah, y'all should have vetted better. You know what I mean? Like, you know, today most comedians got podcasts and all types of other shit. But mm-hmm. I guess who's trying to listen through hours and hours and hours of a podcast? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they look mm-hmm. at his stand up. Maybe they look at whatever. I don't know what the vetting process is. Maybe it needs to be way more thorough because right. if these uh, <clears throat> the person who uncovered this stuff was easy, like easy to find the shit. Well. You know, it's like like they say, the internet never forgets. Nah, the internet. It's a but you gotta realize the internet is just one interactive transcript. You know what I'm saying? When you doing anything on this internet or when you upload some shit to an internet, you are putting yourself onto public record. Right. You know, for forever. Even if you think you could take it down immediately after somebody might have fucking downloaded that shit, screenshotted that shit, that shit is more often than not, once you release it to the world, it's in the world, it's on public record, it can be found, these receipts are available. Yeah, and then when when public sentiment changes and policy changes in 10, 15, 20 years, that shit's still there. Right, so you're always gonna have to speak to it. Now, I, you know, it's weird, because I'm trying not to get caught up in this whole the sky is falling hysteria that is kinda, seems to be overtaking the comedy community amongst comedians and shit like that. You can't say nothing nowadays, motherfuckers is coming for you, da 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 da. Like, part of being a good comedian, you know, obviously with this freedom of speech, but and your intent is, you know, often more often than not to be funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you, if you, if you like, you know, if you uh, more often than not, I don't even want to make it seem like there's a, a 
book of laws or whatever. But more often than not, if you're a comedian, your your intent is to make motherfuckers laugh or think or whatever. But more often than not, not to malign or shit on people or to destroy them. You know what I mean? You might use things that you might use language that could be uh, offensive or troubling or whatever. And that's where that's where the craft of the art comes in. Because now if you start to use language that's going to trigger motherfuckers, you need to have a full on plan for what you what you're attempting to do, how you're going to carry it out, how you're going to how you going to uh, fully execute it, how you going to get to this punchline to where everything is like, you get it? You see? Ha ha. But also you got to know what every attempt is consequences. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just, that's just what it is. You know, there is, you know, obviously I'm a comedian, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely on some freedom of speech shit. I'm definitely on some, you know what I mean? Like, you should you should uh protect the freedom to to explore your thoughts and mm-hmm. to present these people to people especially people that came to see you or came to see comedy came to you know what i mean came I, into I that context think, i don't think that part has changed no 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 well well do you talk to certain people they feel as though the entire shit is under attack right. you know what i'm saying i mean it's 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 under attack in ways where you can say what the fuck you want well, this is my point. You could say what the fuck you want, but you got to deal with the ramifications for what you say. You can say whatever fuck you want in the room and you might lose the crowd. Niggas might walk out. Somebody might storm the stage. Motherfuckers might be waiting for you afterward. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different things that could go on with that. Right. But if you know what you're getting yourself into or you know what you're saying and you, you know what I mean? You know what you're dealing with you should be aware of the fact that there's consequences, right? So he said some, you know, he said he was on his on his podcast, him and another comic, and you know, they were, uh, they were talking about, I guess he was telling a story about going to Chinatown and he was going crazy, he was saying slurs and, you know, wild shit, right? And if I was Chinese, I'd be sick. You know what I'm saying? I'd 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 want to steal this nigga. You know what I mean? I would. I, if this was my first introduction to him, I'd be like, "Yo, fuck this motherfucker." You know what I mean? Because it just felt like, "Damn, son, that's what that's how you feel." You know what right. I mean? Like it, it felt it wasn't. It didn't feel like it was uh, and, <clears throat> a bit, right? It didn't right. feel like it was a bit. Right. It didn't feel like it led to anything. It felt like I'm just going off of how it felt. Right. You know what I mean? Damn, it felt like you just shitting on our people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And of course, people gonna feel a way about that shit, right? And you know, you do that when you did it. There's times when we on this mic, it's not often, but we might say some shit that might uh, put some. You know, we might say a name or something like, "Yo, make sure you take that name out because we don't want to have." Or we might say some shit. Or we might say some wild shit, and we're like, "Yo, yo, yo, mark that." Somebody might be like, "I don't like drug dealers and all kind of shit that I might have said some shit about." You know what I mean? Right. But the thing about it is, it goes like this: You're gonna say what you're gonna say, and you're gonna be who the fuck you was, and you're gonna transition to who you is, and people might have something to say about it. But there are places where that shit, what you said, is more detrimental than others. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to go on NBC fucking C. Mm-hmm. The Peacock. The Peacock, which already done had its own share of fucking, you know, like all those networks have had their own share of things in this Me Too era. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where, where <clears throat> slick shit will get your shit investigated. Right. So, or just controversy. Yeah, controversy, investigations, lawsuits, mm-hmm. money. You know what I'm saying? A lot of that shit, like, you know, it ain't it ain't sweet out here. So when you're trying to go into the system, right. a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, that shit could hurt you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's how they say, motherfucker, you got tattoos on your face, you might not be able to get no job. Yeah. So if you're out here slanging, you know what I'm saying, slurs for clout on the internet, right. it might fuck you up in the mainstream right. part of the system. And my thing is, just don't be surprised when the consequences come. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you shit. 
you knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? Even in that moment, you knew what even my man was like, yo, you okay, that was nice racism. You go, you doing it, you going for it. You know what I mean? I noticed with like looking at a lot of this shit, I found this term. I never heard this before. I guess it's like I don't know, it's fairly new to Edgelord. You ever heard this shit before? Edgelord? Edgelord is like people that kinda you know, like they stir the pot. They say real triggering shit to kind of get a reaction or whatever. They, that's what they're kind of called or whatever. I don't attribute that to him, but I just see that popping up into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's very, one, it's interesting that that's a whole new term. Two, I'm, I think anything for shock and that's it. I'm not a big fan of it, but um, what? Maybe that's how he felt. That's the thing. You could, you could, you could also. That's the thing because it was also like, since it, you know, a podcast is different. Obviously, podcast is different from when you on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he looked like he was real comfortable and just saying what he was fucking. He might have been saying. He might have been saying it that to get a reaction. Dome. He might have been saying it to get a reaction. He might have been like, you know, I'm gonna double down and I'm gonna go hard because. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of comedians do that shit. Like, you know, you know, words are power. You deal with words. You know what the fuck you gonna do. You know how you, you know what I mean? But at the same time, as long as you know that uh, everybody ain't on board with everything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's fucked up. Uh, you know, no, I don't say it's, I don't say it's fucked up. I think he's gonna be all right. But yeah, uh, you're, gonna be, right. you're gonna be fine. But you know, a lot of people was like, "Damn, it's you know, it's fucked up. This cat lost this big opportunity or whatever." As it, you know, he said some wild shit. But there's a, there's a lot of people who ain't said no wild shit that ain't never got the opportunity. Yeah, man. So, so. <laughs> you know what I mean? It if is what it is, it man. Lost it, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you know, what I mean, shit. You you do some shit. You 15. You do some crime shit. Go to jail. Then you get out in the world, you try and get your life together, get try to get a job and shit, and it come back. That ain't nothing new. You know what I'm saying? It happens to the best of them. I think I, I'm cool. Like I I understand that shit. Maybe one, because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? And black people, we always, we see the consequences. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot. Sometimes even <laughs> yeah. the action don't even don't yeah, even you, uh you deserve the consequences. Nah, but sometimes you just gonna get the consequences just in case. Well, you know, you're just too black. So it's always funny when I'm seeing like a lot of white people like, yo, I can't believe this. This guy had a dream. You know what I mean? Did this. <laughs> whatever, whatever. And it's like, am I get it. You know what I mean? I feel you and all that. But shit is wild, nigga. There's consequences. Wild. Motherfuckers felt the way. You know what I'm you you know you know what you're dealing with when you say what you're saying. Cause you Cause know NBC got advertisers. NBC got audience that you know saying they responsible for. So once that that wave get going, this who y'all hiring? This what all these comedians out here? This one this the one that you gonna put on yeah. to represent you your the face of your company, your brand, and your your audience and your fucking advertisers. You know what I'm saying? The Chinese people probably like I ain't with that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I was interested. I didn't see a lot of, because I, I mean, I've seen a lot of like comedians and comedy, people that were fans of comedy kind of about the story or like media. Surprisingly, I didn't see a whole lot of like Chinese people weighing in. I don't know if it went. Maybe like, they don't use the Twitter. No, I'm, I'm not. I don't Maybe know. They, but I was, I was waiting for that. Like I was waiting for that. I saw Andrew Yang said he wanted to sit down with him. Maybe they got their own you know kind of, I mean? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a whole- Representative that yeah. show up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Al Sharpton and shit. No, but you to that point, because there's there's also a lot of people talk about, you know, like to that point not too long ago, Lil Peep, I think it was, said some shit. Might have said the same slur and uh, did the little, did, did, did his eyes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like to make it look like Asian eyes or whatever. There's some shit in the video and there's a, there's a rapper China Mac, you know China Mac. I fuck mm -hmm. with China Mac. Uh, China Mac stepped to, him, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. And it was it was a it was a consequence in real time, right. in real life. And I think that you know, you don't see, you see that shit in certain other maybe, shit. Maybe, maybe there needs to be more of that. Maybe that's what need to happen. Maybe right. he doesn't need to get blowed on, on live on Saturday Night Live. You know, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> this shit could happen. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You better yeah, won't yeah. do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, um, you know, it is what it is, man. I don't really, uh, 
obviously, I will say this as a comedian, I'm a free speech proponent, but at the same time as a person, a human being, as a black man, I do understand that there's a lot of consequence for what you say. So if you gonna say some wild shit, don't be surprised if some shit gets snatched, some wild shit happen to you, or there are, you know, consequences and repercussions. Yeah, there you go. But uh, so there that go, man. Anyway, you got anything else you want to say before you get out of here? Tell the people it, where you at. I'm um I'm out here, man. Catch me on the gram. You know what I'm saying? Twitter, at Mr. Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to a king called Dre on uh, Instagram. You know, rolling up on us last night, you know. Peace. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, rolling up yeah, on yeah. us Listen like, up. you know what I'm saying? Tell a friend to tell a friend what up. That was dope. You know what I'm saying? So Peace. Shout out, to, shout out to Dre out there, you know what I'm saying, for listening. Appreciate you. Shout out to the cast that's hitting me about this one tab challenge. A lot of people tapping now. <laughs> this shit is tough. I'm not going to lie got, to you. I got about 100 tabs open right now. <laughs> uh, I'm still I'm still trying to keep strong to that shit. It, 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 I have to close maybe three or four every so often because them shits be popping up. But I'm trying to stick to it. It's tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. Yes, we are out. Peace. to be in the conversation, conversation.